Welcome to Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. The mission of Blackness in the Workplace is to empower Black professionals by providing resources, guidance, and support within a safe space to speak truth to power about the uniqueness of our shared experiences and identities. I am your host, as well as founder of Blackness in the Workplace, Jessica, and I got something to say. So welcome, and let's get the show started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this very first episode of Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica, and I am really excited about this aspect of Blackness in the Workplace. When I first started this platform, you know, it started off as a blog, and I definitely am going to talk about the journey that led me here. I did not even think to create a podcast. It wasn't even on my my plate, but I realized that having a podcast is very important because there's a lot of subjects and things that I want to talk about, you know, and I've been working really hard on getting this platform and this podcast up and running. I will be straight up honest with you right now. I am bootstrapping all of this. I am a one woman show when it comes to the platform, running our social media accounts. I say the word our a lot and you'll hear that because I believe in speaking things into existence and I want to be able to grow this platform into a sustainable business where I have other people working for me. But right now it is literally just me and that's okay. But yes, I'm definitely bootstrapping all of this. But creating this podcast is something that has been very special to me. And, you know, right now I am very protective of the brand. So, you know, just know that I'm putting a lot of effort and work into all of this. I don't have a studio. I don't, I don't have any money. But all of this is coming from love because I believe in Blackness in the workplace. I believe in what this platform stands for. But what I want to do today is just kind of talk about me, use this episode as an introduction to just Jessica. If you already follow Blackness in the workplace on LinkedIn, Twitter, or anything else, you know, I do talk about my experiences. And I always say I talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the in-between. That's always my little model when it comes to talking about my workplace experiences. I just try to be honest with people. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done things that are like really stupid, but I I learned, you know, and there is no roadmap, you know, for me anyway. I was a first generation college student and the first person in my family to 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 do all of this and so when you are the first there's a lot of peaks and valleys that you're going to go through but it does make you a better person because you learn and then you turn around and you share that advice with others and so that's one of the reasons why i started blackness in the workplace and like i said i'm going to talk about all of those reasons why why we go through this podcast episode so a little bit about myself i was born and raised in milwaukee wisconsin um Milwaukee is a very interesting city. We won't talk too much about Milwaukee, but, um, you know, born and raised. And, you know, after graduating from high school, I went to Rufus King High School in Milwaukee. Um, I went to UW-Madison. So the University of Wisconsin-Madison. It's really important to start my story there because the experiences that I had there really served as a platform, a preparation course, if you will, for all the crazy things that I dealt with going into corporate America. So UW-Madison is a PWI institution. It's a predominantly white institution. 
And for many of my friends and classmates who were leaving cities like LA, Chicago, Atlanta, Milwaukee, where there is such a minor, a strong minority presence, to go to a school like that where you are the only person and you can go almost a week without seeing someone that looks like you is really hard and it's a huge culture shock. And I know that a lot of people that I went to school, not a lot, but there were people who dropped out or transferred schools because they just couldn't deal with it. And, you know, there was many of us who stayed because some people had full scholarships and, you know, you just had to write it out. It was hard. I mean, I can dedicate an entire episode to that experience. I actually starred in, um, I interviewed for, I'm going to use the word starred, but in a documentary that a friend of mine, um, that he created talking about the Black experiences there. And nothing has changed. I know it hasn't. Nothing has changed. And it's been 10 years um, since I graduated from there. But what it did do was prepare me for, or at least served as a foundation for what was ready for me when I went into corporate America. I mean, I had people say I was an affirmative action baby. I had people say that I didn't deserve to be there, that I wasn't smart, that my skills and experiences was a shit and I was taking the white people's spots. All of that you find in some form or another when you go into a corporate space um, as a black person. So when I graduated in 2010 though, I will say, first of all, I was not an HR background. HR was not my passion. It was digital media and film and things like that. But I graduated in 2010. So that was two years post the, the Great Recession. So there was a lot of people out there looking for work and it was so hard. Oh my God, it was so hard finding a job. Any millennial at that time would tell you it was a fucking nightmare because you was com competing with so many other people who had more skills and experience than you. And there was just nothing you can do. And so I had an internship at Wells Fargo shortly after I graduated and I moved to the Twin Cities. But after the internship ended that summer, they did not convert it into a full-time job. So here I am again looking for work. And I worked at a call center. I worked as administrative assistant. I did customer service. I worked at a bank. I mean, your girl was all over the place for years, just trying to find something. And it was hard to save money. It was hard to build a future. It was really hard to even have a career because you're all over the place. And as I was getting closer to 30, I realized that I needed to pick a street. I needed to figure out what I was going to do and just do it. And I... I went into HR by way of recruiting. So I start my HR career as a recruiter. And ironically, I hated recruiters prior to becoming one. I thought they were all full of shit. And many of them are. I mean, I was being interviewed for jobs that didn't exist because they needed to hit their numbers. And I was like, I hate recruiters. I don't want to work with a recruiter. And then the irony is I became one. And I was good at it. I was working at Manpower. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this work. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make this my career. At the time, I went back to school to get my MBA. And I was just on the right track. And, and this happened in 2014. So four years post-graduation. I mean, it took four years to find, to get towards stability. I wasn't there yet. But after two years at UW, I mean, uh, two years, two years at Manpower, I was just like, okay, I'm not progressing. What's going on? I'm working hard. Why am I not moving up? Why am I getting these roadblocks in my way? And this became a theme throughout my career. I was just running into a lot of things, microaggressions, a lot of racism, a lot of sexism, a lot of people just kind of clicking and choosing favorites. And it was just a lot of things going on. 
And I am going to dedicate an episode where I'm calling out the companies that I worked at and talking in detail about my experiences. And I may, it may be one episode, it may be peppered in other episodes. I don't even know. I mean, I was already talking about my experiences pretty heavily at certain companies on my blog, but there, there may or may not be an episode because I have receipts. And, you know, at first I was like, should I name drop? Should I, should I at least name drop the companies if not the people? And I'm like, you know what? I can, I can prove everything that happened to me. I have receipts. So that may happen. We'll see. We'll see. But the biggest focus isn't just that. Um, it's, it's kind of the transformation that I went through that allowed me to find my voice. And that started in 2016 there was a um, hashtag that was trending on Twitter and it was called black women at work. And this was years of frustration. And I remember stumbling across this, this hashtag and it was black women from all backgrounds, all educational levels, all of that, that were talking about their experiences. I mean, you had women who were VPs talking about racism and people questioning their work and, you know, trying to make them feel inferior and I remember reading these, these tweets and I just said, oh my God, I found my community. Oh my God, it's not just me. I, you know, for years, I, because you're oftentimes the only black woman in your space and you're just like, what in the hell's going on? Is it me? Am I the problem? Am I causing this? And then you realize, no, it's not me. It's not me, it's the system. I'm entering spaces that was not built with for me and mine, you know? Um, and. I'm putting up with so much stuff. Like, what's going on? And then when you see these tweets, you're like, oh my God, this is what I needed. And so I started building my online village and I got linked up with Your Corporate Black Girl, which is an online platform. And they put me on. I, I reached out and I said, hey, you know, I want to start writing. I've always been a writer. Writing is very therapeutic for me. And I wanted to start like publishing articles and just talking about my experiences and sharing my voice and finding my voice and sharing it with people. And to their credit, they put me on. And that's when the Jessica that many people started to interact with emerged. And I just became very clear about my views and values. And, and you will see more of that on this platform with the episodes that I've produced as to where I stand. And, you know, it has been very therapeutic for me, but it has been a struggle. I mean, I dealt with being unfairly put on pips. I've been um, fired for, you know, threatened with my employment, um, fired and severance from a job. Um, it was a lot of things that were going on, but through it all, I just said, you know, this is my voice and I'm not gonna let anyone take this away from me anymore because I realized that I'm not the only one and I need to be here for other black women who are going through it, black women and black men. But this was something that I needed. Um, there's other platforms out there besides Blackness and Workplace, Your Corporate Black World, We Are Meaningful, Black Women at Work, which is up a lot of other platforms. And they're all awesome. And they're all doing their thing and I support them. I just wish that these platforms were around when I, when I started college, I wish these platforms were around when I entered corporate America because it would have been a great help for me. And so that's why I started Blackness in the Workplace was because I needed space to be able to talk about my experiences. So after I left my job in 2019, when I worked at Harley and was unfairly severance, and I may or may not go into detail about what happened there, I started my website 
And on my website, I started my blog, Blackness in the Workplace. And the title comes from Sex in the City because I was trying to be cheeky and I thought I was going to eventually change it. But I realized that the, it was genius, it was accidental genius that popped up and I kept it. And I just fell in love with writing and sharing content and helping people. And so many people gravitated towards what I was putting out there. People saying, hey, Jessica, this has been my experience. I can relate to you. I love what you're talking about. So many people, so many Black women are talking about these things. And they felt like they had no one that could relate to them. So many Black women are so afraid to speak up because they don't want to deal with retaliation. And so in 2020, I just knew that there was something I needed to do. I needed to elevate this platform. And I needed to create a full-on platform just dedicated to this. And so that's how Black Men's Workplace came about. And we launched July 12, 2020. And the response has been phenomenal. I've been interviewed. I, you know, So many people are jumping on and wanting to be a part of things. And it's been very, very beautiful. And so people say, well, Jessica, why did you start Blackness in the Workplace? And, I, you know, again, this is something that I wish was around when I was starting out. It would have had a tremendous impact on how I viewed and valued myself as a Black woman entering these spaces. And it would have saved me so much grief because it would have been a place for me to go and say, hey, this is happening to me. Who else has experienced this? And having a village. And I cultivated my online village because it was very difficult to do that in person. And so that's one of the reasons why I created it. Um, so other features that we have is the tea room, which is a um, private forum for people to get on and talk. And the reason why I created that was because there is a lot of tone policing, a lot of harassment, a lot of threats that Black women in general deal with when they're talking about their issues and when they're trying to stand up for themselves. And I get a lot of DMs all the time, either on Twitter or LinkedIn, where people are like, you know, this is what's going on with me, but I don't want to publicize it on LinkedIn or anywhere else because I don't want my manager coming for me. Oh, man, I get a lot of DMs. I get a few from white women, too, who talk about the things that they go through, but overwhelmingly is Black women. And I have made myself visibly the face of employee advocacy, of, of Black employee advocacy, and I'm okay with that. But there's a lot of people who aren't in the same position that I'm in who are very aware of the threats to their livelihood should they speak up. And I'm not okay with that. And so this platform will very much stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. We are very much going to speak about things that are going to make folks uncomfortable. We are going to have the conversations that others won't. We are very unapologetically Black-centered and focused on our platform. Everybody is welcome to join, but you have to understand that we are Black-centered. Now, people of color, Black-centered. And you come on that platform understanding that that's what it is. And the response to that has been great. I mean, I have white people, Black people supporting the platform, and that's awesome. And we want to continue to grow our voice and to continue to build that momentum and keep it sustainable. So, you know, that's, I don't want to go all into everything right now with this one episode. It really is just an introductory episode to who I am and what my beliefs are. You know, Blackness in the workplace is Black-owned, obviously, 100%. 
um, is very much bootstrapped by myself. I do have a link on our website for donations that would just be used towards paying expenses and, and growing the website. But you know, I'm, I'm bootstrapping it because yeah, it's costing money, but at the same time, it's so important to have these conversations and have space for people to come together, build bridges, talk, vent if they have to. And we're not going to just talk about on this platform, just, you know, workplace issues. Again, I have an HR background, so a number of the episodes for this first season, and I should have mentioned this before, we do have seasons. So our first season starts um, today on the 23rd, and then we run until the first week or so in December, um, December 6th, um, if anything changes, it will be an update on our website. And then we have a break and then we resume our second season in January. But for the first seasons, we're going to be talking about black wealth. You know, we're going to be talking about spirituality when it comes to entrepreneurship. We're going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, corporate America and performative allyship, a lot of HR behind the scenes. That's, you know, that's really what we're going to be going with with the first season. So it's, it's going to be great. Um, we have a, I have a lot of great hosts on the show that are, are sharing their thoughts and, 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 and giving their energy um, to the platform. And I hope that these podcast episodes are informative, um, that they are engaging and uh, are interesting to you. As always, if you have an uh, idea for an episode, message us, you know, go to our website, www.blackestintheworkplace.com and contact us and let us know. And, you know, we'll look at it and see what we can do. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely am excited about this platform and this podcast um, series. And, you know, I hope that we are able to pour knowledge into everyone that listens um, to us. So that's it. Um, let's get the ball rolling. Um, stick with us as we grow and evolve, and we look forward to the future. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us this week on Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you found it very enjoyable and informative. Um, please connect with us online, www.blacknessintheworkplace.com for more information, to become a member, to enter the tea room, and to connect and build community. Also, we are on social media. So we are on Facebook, um, Blackness in the Workplace. We are on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter as well as Instagram. So if you go to our website and you look in the right-hand corner, you'll see all our social media links. So follow us however you prefer. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode. Until the next week, remember our experiences matter.